When you have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Well, well, well. The Steelers stink. We've established that. It won't get better. We've established that. They got a lot of problems. We've established that. But by nature, I'm a constructive guy. The super genius is a fixer. So how would I fix the Steelers? Let me ponder that one for a second. How would I use my tested IQ of 166 and my peerless sports acumen to try and fix the Steelers? Well, first off, I definitely can't fix them by Sunday or this season. And next year might be rough, too. Yeah, the Steelers stink and the horseman is flying. I heard somebody on the B team say last night that the Buffalo game was closer than it looked. They also said the Steelers could still turn this season around. And Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com said Tomlin doesn't have control over the draft or the roster, and that's 100% not true. But what Florio said, that kind of that leads into my solution. I want Mike Tomlin to be the coach and nothing else. Tomlin don't get to be the GM. He don't have final say in the draft. He don't get to be the shadow defensive coordinator. He don't even get to hire his own staff. Tomlin gets to be the head coach. Duties get clearly divided. Everything's defined. And we get to see who does what and how well they do it. Does any of this sound unfair? Because... I don't think so. This is the Mark Madden Show. I am live from Cambria Suites, Pittsburgh. That's just above PPG Paint Serena. And we got the Penguins open tonight at home. And you can hear it right here on the X. But I think it would be more fun to go. A few tickets are still available, which is distressing to some degree that the opener ain't yet sold out. When you got Crosby, Latang, and Malkin starting their 17th consecutive season together, but it means you can still get a ticket. By the way, I keep watching that Elvis movie over and over. It's so good. Sidney Crosby is like hockey's Elvis. Lord Almighty, feel my temperature rising. Anyway, back to the Steelers. How would I fix the Steelers? I'm a real smart guy. I might be your best hope. The Steelers really don't have a defensive coordinator it's Terrell Austin nominally but Tomlin's a defensive guy like we're always told and Brian Flores and who does what I have no idea the scout scout the GM does the draft board but then Tomlin has final say it's an inferior small low-budget coaching staff Matt Canada isn't qualified look at his resume 
Danny Smith's special teams stink year after year, and yet he's in his ninth season of employment. Tomlin has too much power, but it's in the shadows. So Tomlin should coach, period. He should get input with the coordinators, but they should have autonomy to a point. And go out and get elite coordinators. Canada's a bum. He's a journeyman. Mick Flores, is the defensive coordinator. Austin just got it because he was here already, and it was his turn. The Steelers are run in a confusing and inefficient fashion. Tomlin has no coaching tree, none at all. What's that say? Things are so jumbled, so that's where I start. I want Mike Tomlin to coach and do nothing else. No GM. Don't get final say in the draft. Don't get to be the de facto defensive coordinator. Don't get to hire his own staff. Bring in a different staff, a better staff, and if they outshine Tomlin, that tells you something too. Tell me where I'm wrong. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. I am live at Cambria Suites. we got Jerry Dulac joining me in a little bit. we got Josh Owey joining me live here at Cambria Suites. I believe that's at 430. Uh, we're going to replay that Sidney Crosby interview for the Hockey Night Show at 530. Uh, I'd rather talk Penguins, and we will. I'm just not sure how to break down what's happened with the Steelers. I swear to God, I heard somebody say on the B team last night, if this happens and that happens, Pittsburgh makes a game of it at Buffalo. Yeah, if the Bills lose their helmets and the Steelers get to take the field with automatic weaponry, or perhaps Josh Allen, if he would have switched teams, it might have been a game and maybe not even then. Have you noticed the discussion is the same and repetitive? What's wrong with Nagy? Should Warren play more? That wouldn't solve nothing. Pickett played good. He's going to get better and better. Yeah, he didn't play that good. And I'm not sure with this team and that coordinator, he can get much better in the in the near future. When's Watts going to get back? Well, it won't be soon enough. Why haven't they fired Canada? They shouldn't have hired him in the first place. Everything I'm talking about weighs at the feet of Mike Tomlin and has for a long time. It's going to be no playoff wins in six years, and a lot of talent got wasted over the last decade, including a Hall of Fame quarterback. People like to blame Ben. But the Steelers went 9-7-1 last year with Ben getting six fourth-quarter comebacks and winning a game in overtime. That's seven out of the nine wins you can directly trace to Ben. Ben quit, and now look what's going on this year. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Uh, I watched hockey last night. Boston beat Washington 5-2. The Caps looked blah. I can see them dropping out of the playoffs this year. Then again, in Washington, they're probably projecting the Penguins to drop out of the playoffs this year. Montreal beat Toronto 4-3. Josh Anderson, who I wish the Penguins had, he scored in the final minute to win it for Montreal. Matt Murray, formerly of this parish, he won a couple cups here in goal. He let all four goals in by Montreal over his glove. 
every single goal over Matt Murray's glove. I used to think that complaint about Murray's glove, I used to think it was exaggerated. It's not. You watch last night, you know it's not. That glove is crazy weak. It's a weakness, and everybody knows about it. And if Toronto's counting on him to finally get them over the top and win a Stanley Cup or even win a playoff series, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh, Josh O is going to be here at uh, 4.30. Yoey wrote a big NHL preview article for TheAthletic.com. Yoey says the Capitals are going to miss the playoffs. That's kind of like Bouchergras says the Florida Panthers are going to miss the playoffs. Yoey says the Penguins are going to make the Stanley Cup final and lose to uh, Colorado in the Battle of Nova Scotia. I'd love to see the Penguins go that far. Seems like kind of a homer prediction to me, kind of like I picked Sid to be MVP. But uh, we live in hope. 412-333-WXTX. I've told you how to fix the Steelers. They won't because it means actually putting some limit on Tomlin's megalomania, which they don't want to do. Don't have the guts to do, really. A lot of this has to do with weak ownership. Ever since the Steelers, uh, well, not since Mr. Rooney died, but really since he went feeble a few years before that, their ownership and, ergo, their leadership in the front office has been weak. And that's why Tomlin has just risen to power like he has. Then again, Cower, during the second part of his tenure, he rose to power in a very similar way. I have, my vision is, is very clear definition of duties. The coach coaches, the GM drafts and assembles the team. The coordinators have autonomy to appoint upon discussion with the head coach. Uh, It just can't be the way it is because the way it is simply does not work. I want to know your thoughts. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. We've got a lot of Penguins talk coming up in the next segment. Like I said, Jerry Dulac at 3.30. I'm Mark Madden. I'm live in Cambria Suites, the hotel right above PPG Paints Arena. It's the Mark Madden Show here on 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double S, big fan, man. Thanks. If you were a hot dog and you were starving, would you eat yourself? I would. I'd be delicious. Ditto. The X at 105.9. Sunday could be Tom Brady's last game in Pittsburgh we don't think that because he's 45 and he's still playing and we assume he'll never quit but it could be his last game here in Pittsburgh he's always done well against the Steelers nine and three on his career three and oh in playoff games although people like to say that the Steelers would have won a lot more had they not been good during the Brady era but it's very rarely been Brady who's knocked them out of the playoffs More recently, it's been like Jacksonville and Cleveland. And then Kansas City, no complaints there. The Chiefs are great. Mahomes great. uh, Crushed them last year. Uh, Adam Shine, who is a radio host of some repute, he said effort isn't the problem with the Steelers. They just lack talent. Yeah, but why do they lack talent? You know, how has it come to this? And whose fault is it? They ain't drafted an offensive lineman in the first two rounds 
since 2012. The only time they drafted a defenseman lion in that span, I believe, was to it in 2014. You know, this didn't happen overnight. Tom would even said that. But nobody else spotted it, but I humbly say myself. I knew they were going to stink. I told you they were going to stink. And now they stink. But, hey, let's talk Penguins because we know it's going to happen on Sunday. Tampa's going to come to town. Tampa's going to win and cover eight and a half. Boom, one and five. Brady will probably have a field day. So let's talk Penguins. The opening game, Arizona, a patsy, we hope. Here's what I want to see in early days this season. I want to see how Raquel fits on Sid's line, and he got a score. Looking's one thing, but I want him to score. I want to see Kapanen come out hot. Hot, not dull and disinterested like we're unfortunately used to. I want to see Malkin and Zucker not go down the runway hurts. I want to see Jari show that potential I've been talking about that next level. I want to see Petrie and Ruda get a little greasy, in a good way, of course. I want to see Sid explode, MVP, one more time. I want to see Latang play 60 minutes. I'm kidding, but some nights he might come close, and he can handle it. I want to see a plan B occasionally based on opposition, score, and situation, whether you're up, I don't know, 4-3 with 10 minutes left, whether it's two games and two nights, home and away. I want to see a plan B. But I'm excited. It's hockey. It's the best game. It's the Penguins, the team I've supported since I was a boy. Somebody in Pittsburgh say something about getting fired up. Let's go to Tom. Tom, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, you think we will be able to get anything for Claypool if we traded him? Yeah, I think we'll probably get a, a couple first-round picks and maybe another starting player. No, I'm kidding. I know you're kidding, but well, why is that an issue? Third- I mean, seriously, Rome is burning, and you're trying to save a street sign. I mean, you, what what good is trading Claypool going to do, both in the long term and the short? I mean, it's like complaining about the punter, bro. Think big picture. Talk big picture. Let's go to Big Joe. Big Joe, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M, I agree. The Steelers really blew it by passing on Creed Humphrey. Yeah, okay. But, but, but beyond that, where are all the Big Ben haters now? He had a oh, they're still blaming him. They're year. still blaming him, even though the, the, the bottom has dropped out with him having retired, and that's why, as much as any reason, the bottom has dropped out. Uh, they still blame Ben. But he took a far worse team last season and led him to the playoffs. I, I don't know if it was a far worse team, but it was a, a, a comparable team in terms of quality. And, yeah, he got the 9-7-1 and then a lopsided playoff loss in which the elite defense soiled the bed, although Watt did get that early defensive touchdown. But, yeah, Ben was the power and the glory. And if you don't see it now, it's because you just don't want to. Thank you for the call, Big Joe. 412-333-WXDX. Up next, we're going to keep the football talk going with Jerry Dulac at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. He don't do nothing but win. He just knows how to win. Super G, loud and proud. He is horrible. He is terrible. The X at 105.9. Steelers hosting Tampa Sunday. Joining me now to discuss, he covers the team for the Post-Gazette. He is brought to you by Bud Light for the fans. He is Jerry Dulac. Jerry, 
Can the Steelers make a game out of it on Sunday? I know Tampa's not Buffalo, but Tampa's defense might be comparable. It's a top-five defense. Mark, there's no question about that. Um, uh, that's uh, to me, is the strength of their team, actually, uh, especially with some of the injuries they've had on offense. And, and, and you look at this game, okay, you know, you got you're trying to match wits with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, your secondary has allowed the second most passing yards, uh, the, the uh, most touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns in the league. You're gonna, nobody's going to match up on Mike Evans and that offense that averages it's the second uh, most meager offense in the league is going to match up on that defense and try and score points, which they haven't been able to do. And you think, how in the heck are they even, go, you know, with this matchup going to win this game? And Mark, if you saw my picks, uh, already that are out. I, maybe they're not up online yet. Uh, you know, this the NFL is a crazy season, and it always is. I've seen a lot of strange stuff happen. Nothing would surprise me what happens Sunday, even though uh, I don't think the Steelers are a very good football team right now. What's Steeler morale like right now? Because that loss at Buffalo was not a good look. Arthur Millette kind of lost it a bit in the locker room and to the media. Where's the team's head at? Well, Mark, if I base it on the music I heard in the locker room this afternoon after practice and and uh, some of the frivolity that always seems to occur, um, I think, uh, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, n- nothing looks different. I- I've always uh, I've always said for years that by Wednesday, you can never tell if that team lost 50 to nothing or won 50 to nothing. Uh, they put it behind them and they go forward. Um that was also the old Steeler locker room. That was the old Steeler players. When I say old, I don't mean Joe Green. I mean Brett Kiesel, Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Polamalu, James Ferrier. Uh, that that uh, era, which isn't that long ago, um, and it's it's just uh, it's it's different now, Mark. There's no question about it. Um, and today's professional athlete, I mean, they don't they don't sulk. They just go forward. And so, from that standpoint, are there some people in that locker room? They're probably a little frosted by some of that, maybe, perhaps, but it's just, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a different vibe anymore, Mark. And that's not to say it's good or bad. It's just different. And um, it's really, you know, I don't think a lot, a lot bothers these guys. And yeah, of course they want to win. At least most of them do, of course, but um, you know, it's, you, you see the way they are and, you know, I'm not one of these guys, uh, you know, like fans, when they see him on the dinner or doing a commercial, they don't realize they taped it in March. They think they should be home, you know, at all hours of the day studying game film. That's not me. It never was me. I, I mean, I've been around it way too long to know how guys prepare. Um, but like I said, I it's just to sit there and think that on Thursday, these guys, there's 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 a, a fracture in the locker room or guys are walking around with their heads down or or have a, their serious business face on. Uh, I, I never, I never see that good or bad. Where's Pickett at? I like how he looks, but the numbers aren't great. Well, uh, you know, the numbers aren't great from a, from a, a point standpoint, there's no question about it, Mark. Uh, and, and that's the bottom line. Um, and, and, you know, he's thrown four interceptions now in two games. That's going to happen for a rookie. And I get, I get one of them was a Hail Mary, um, and the one even he threw the other day at the end of the first half, you know, he's trying to make something happen. I really don't hold that one against him either. Um, and I thought he moved the ball up and down the field very well. You know, Mark, they only had three, three and outs. Wow. You know, that's a lot for Buffalo or Kansas City. 
That's not a lot for that Steeler offense. So I actually, and I thought he, he showed great. Um, he looked like he, he had great command of the offense. He's very good at the quick one read throws. He's very accurate. He's very poised. He gets rid of the ball quickly. Um, and you saw him move the ball. Uh, but once they got in the red zone, you know, you, okay, so you get down there, you go run, run, pass, hand off to Najee, one yard. Second down, second and nine, hand off to Najee, one yard. Well, Mark, eight more of those, and you have a first down, and then you throw uh, you throw pass on third down incomplete. So is it bad play calling or bad execution? Whatever it is, it's not good. And so, you know, four trips inside the 20, and all they get is three points. I didn't like decisions to kick field goals. When it's twenty-four to three and thirty-one to three, um, you know at that point, you, if you're playing to win, especially against a team you know is going to score points, what's a field goal going to do for you? So there were a lot of factors that contributed, but I actually thought Kenny Pickett looked pretty good. I thought he did okay. I just want to see more points than at long last sure. touchdown pass. Now, Tomlin talked about making changes on Sunday after the game, and made none this week. I think that just highlights what a horse manure merchant he is, but really what changes can he make in that short time? Well, you're right about the second part of that, Mark. It's not only short time. I mean, where are you going to go? Who are you going to put in? And even the players that you – even if there are players you can put in, guess what? Those players played on Sunday in Buffalo because of injuries, and you still saw what happened. Um, I think you will see Jalen – you are going to see Jalen Warren – uh, get more time, more carries, and that's probably a good thing, both because he at least averages 4.9 yards a carry. And, Mark, believe me, I get it. Opposing defenses aren't, aren't, and the coordinators aren't uh, spending all week preparing for Jalen Warren, but they are gearing up for Najee Harris. So I get that part of it. But I think the other thing it does, uh, maybe, it, maybe it kind of opens Najee Harris's eyes a little bit. Maybe it gives him a little kick in the pants. He needs something to get going. Um, and, and, you know, so, I mean, I think that's one thing you'll see. But is that going to, ch- you know, change the game? Uh, I, I doubt it. Um, you know, the wide receivers, you know, 22 targets the other day to Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And only 10 of those were completions. No receiver, wide receiver has a touchdown catch. Um, you know, you get, you have to find ways to get those guys involved to the point where they can make plays. You know, George Pickens is certainly a guy who has shown that. But when a wide receiver doesn't have a touchdown catch after five games, that that's pretty alarming. Uh, so uh, where, can it, where can they go there? Well, you know what, Miles Boykin, that's about the only, that's about <laughs> the only option. R- really, that's it, because Calvin Austin missed all three preseason games, half a training camp he hasn't played. There's no way Calvin Austin – they're going to use him because he just doesn't know the offense. And so you could sit there and say, oh, can't they put a package in for him? Uh, I, I, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, just Jerry, yet. it's not like that's going to turn the tide of battle anyway. Right, the, exactly. The guy can't exactly. even get on the big kids' rides at Kennywood, for crying out loud. And, and people are just grasping at straws. I hear it all the time, like, trade Chase Claypool, get a new punter. I mean, the problems run a lot deeper than that. And speaking of which, why is the defense that bad without Watt? It's the highest-paid defense in football. I know Watt's their best player, but it's been a huge drop-off. What's gone wrong? Well, um, and believe me, I don't lay it all off on T.J. Watt because they couldn't stop the run last year. They were worse than the league with T.J. Watt. Sure, their pressure helps them. There's no question about it, Mark. Um, you know, and when he's not there, only three sacks and four games without him. Uh, that's a big component, but it's not like all of a sudden T.J. Watt's going to turn them in 
to a championship football team. He is a playmaker, and maybe he can help come up with uh, big plays at the right time. But having T.J. Watt on the field Sunday in Buffalo wouldn't have mattered one iota. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, and I think, you know, when I point up those other options, those aren't options. Those that, That's what they have. They're not good options. <laughs> and, and that's my point. They just don't, when you talk about, you know, guys who have to step up or step in, where were they Sunday when they had to step up and step in? They were they, the, the, the result was still the same. And I think their problems go beyond just their personnel. They're, you know, there are many. It's just like, you know, the things, the, the, the issues with the quarterback. You know, is it the quarterback or is it the, re, or is it the receivers running poor routes? Or is it the receivers dropping the ball? Or is it the quarterback making bad reads? I, I mean, it's a, it's a number of factors. When you don't score points uh, like the Steelers and you struggle, as you have offensively, for 54 of the last 56 quarters with four different quarterbacks, Mark, going back to that Detroit Lions 16-16 tie, okay, is it the quarterback or is it the offensive coordinator? So everybody talks about, oh, well, they want this quarterback, they want that quarterback. You know, oh, Ben's, Ben's passed his t- time. You know, two, he's stayed two years too long. Mark, it has been told to me twice since that game in Buffalo from the locker room that people don't understand what a difference that Ben Roethlisberger makes and the deficiencies that he can cover up for, and they are not in that position now without him to do that. No question, and it should be so evident. Some people are are yet denying. There's just no denying when you look at last year versus this year and Ben being the guy who's not there anymore. Uh, What about the coaching staff, though? I think it's a horrible coaching staff. I know it's a small staff. I know it's an underpaid staff. I look at Canada's resume, and I don't see how he got hired. I mean, he was just there and on payroll anyway. The Steelers' special teams have been rotten for years, and Danny Smith has been there for nine years. What's going on with the coaching staff? They're, I mean, they should have better than they got. Well, Mark, and you would think with it being the Steelers organization, uh, that would be the case. And, I, you know, I look, I don't know if it's, if it's pay or what, or it's the type of player, excuse me, the type of coach Mike Tomlin wants on his football team for the most part. He wants former players because he feels that they both relate to today's player better than maybe guys who, who weren't players. Uh, but then you have Matt Canada and Mike Sullivan, who was a very good coach, um, you know, on the staff. So that's not entirely true. Um, but I think, you know, I think of some of those guys too were, um, you know, Matt Canada and Frisman Jackson, a wide receiver coach, and Eddie Faulkner, the running back coach. You know, they were all together at North Carolina State. And when, you know, Tomlin, non Tomlin inherited Keith Butler, but he hired Randy Fitner, and they all coached together at Arkansas State in Memphis. So I don't know if it's a little bit of too much of the, uh, you know, the, the boys' network or yeah, what. Yeah, the buddy system. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I would like to see, I would like to see maybe a, a, a young uh, coach, a quarterback coach, or somebody come in who's been around, uh, you know, an NFL coordinator or coach with an offensive mind and try and hire somebody like that if you're going to make that change at the end of the season. Um, so, you know, and we've seen, you know, we've seen too many guys just get promoted from within. And, and okay, I get that if they are studying under Bruce Arians, but when they're not, you know, um, and you're not under somebody who's, you know, offensive-minded, then maybe you're going to struggle. And, you, see, you know, look, I don't have to tell you about the problems the last two years. All of a sudden, 
Randy Fittner, with all due respect, and I'm not picking on him, but all of a sudden he looks like Sean McVay compared <laughs> to what they've had the last two years. Oh no, no, no question. And and I, I just I would like to see a situation too where Mike Tomlin is the head coach only and not also part defensive coordinator and part GM. I think they need a clear division of duties so we know who does what and how they're doing. Well, Mark, I I, I, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I think sometimes there needs to be more of a delegation of who's doing what and let them do their job. I mean, they could complain. They complained about Keith Butler. Maybe they're starting to complain about Terrell Austin. But look, you know who runs the defense. I've told you that for years. And uh, and and so what's he going to do? Fire himself, take himself out of there. And the defense, Mark, is no better than it was last year. So, um, it, 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 but I just think um, – you know, I asked Mike Tomlin the other day about, uh, you know, will he get will he get more involved in the offense? Or, meaning, will you do something? And he says, uh, he just says I don't run from. He says I don't hide from it. I run to it. I've been doing it. I've been doing it already. Well, I think there needs to be more of something uh, to change what you've been doing because what they've been doing uh, for for uh, well, uh, you know, almost a year and a half now, a season and a half. Other than two, other than when Ben Roethlisberger would would rescue him in the fourth quarter and say the heck on this, um, otherwise their offense is predictable and stagnant and and uh, and the same. Jerry, I was thinking uh, Sunday could be Tom Brady's last game in Pittsburgh. How come we're not talking more about that? I know everybody thinks he'll never quit, but if he stays with Tampa, it's kind of unlikely the Steelers will see him again here. You know, Mark, to be honest with you, I thought the same thing the other day, um, you know, that not a bigger deal is being asked about it or made about it. And, you know, I always hark back to when the Steelers went up to Green Bay and they were going to face Brett Favre for what was probably the last time. And I remember Heinz Ward and, and those veteran players talking about the thrill and the honor to be able to face him and wanting to get his autograph or jersey after the game. And, um, yeah, there hasn't been – and that doesn't mean that they're not thinking that way. I don't know. But, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of discussion about that. Maybe because they're one and four and they have bigger problems than, than worrying about, uh, you know, getting the hug Tom Brady or getting his jersey. Um, well, and, and nobody so, believes he's going to quit, Jer. I think that's part of it. Like with Brett Favre at Green Bay, he wound up playing how many more years for two more different teams? Yeah, but he also wasn't 45. <laughs> but, and, and uh, you know, a guy who also – well, Brett Favre did the same thing, announced he was retiring and did retire and then came back, as as Brady did this year. But uh, I, I just think I, – I do think Brady's near the end. Whether he is or he isn't, yeah, you would think that there would be uh, more uh, more attention paid to it. And, Mark, if this were hockey and the Penguins, they'd have a video tribute to him <laughs> before the game on the scoreboard, but it's not. How many games the Steelers going to win? I, I, I know it's tough to predict so far out. And I kind of think they'll be better after the bye week. But what's your hunch? Well, Mark, my hunch going into the season was nine and eight, and with a little luck, ten and seven. Um, obviously, that doesn't sound so realistic, if not promising, uh, right about now. Uh, to quote Dick LeBeau, we, I've seen sicker dogs than this get well in a hurry. But I don't know that. Um, I just don't see. It isn't like I see them one and four with Ben Roethlisberger. With all due respect to Kenny Pickett, but he's a rookie quarterback. Um, and you know, and and if Jerome Bettis were in the backfield and they were one and four, and again, that's no knock against Najee Harris, but proven players, if they were one and four, then the question would be, oh, are they too old? 
it's it's they don't they don't have a lot of proven commodities. Even at wide receiver, if Heinz Ward were on the team, you know, you might sit there or Plexico Burst, you might sit there and say, okay, well, we know these guys have produced before and they've scored points before. Um, you know, that Marquise Pouncey is at center or David DeCastro is at the guard. They don't have that. And so that's what makes me wonder, okay, is this just a team that's a little stale right now, like we've seen the Bengals maybe? Um, or is this a team that's not very good? Uh, so that I, you know, I don't. Do I think they're going to be a four and thirteen team? No. Do I think they're going to be a six and eleven team? No, because you know, with Mike Tomlin, we just haven't seen that. But I'm not sitting here pounding the drum that they're going to be a nine and eight team or ten and seven team at this point either. Although I, one thing I've learned over the years, Mark, I wait and see because I just, I just know that things change in a hurry. Am I expecting it like dramatically? No, but I also don't think it'll continue the way it has been. Jerry, great stuff. Give Tom Brady a hug for me and enjoy the game Sunday. <laughs> I will, Mark. I'll see you. That's Jerry Dulac brought to you by Bud Light for the fans. We got hockey talk with Josh Joey. Uh, he joins me live here at Cambria Suites uh, right by PPG Paints Arena at 430. The biggest event in Pittsburgh sports history took place on this day. And if you don't remember what it is, shame on you, but I'll talk about it in just a few moments here on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You live by the ass, you die by the ass. Well, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that subject. Wait a minute, prostitution's illegal? The X at 105.9. I, I made the last trip today to my mom's house before I closed the sale tomorrow. I cleaned out a bunch of old records. Anybody want to buy some Benny Goodman records? I'm not kidding. Benny Goodman, my God. Uh, today is the anniversary of the most famous moment in Pittsburgh sports history, and it would be the most famous moment in American sports history if it had been a New York team beating a Pittsburgh team and not vice versa. On this day in 1960, uh, Bill Mazeroski, Pirates Hall of Famer, still with us. I saw him at the ballpark um, in August when they inducted the first class to Pirates Hall of Fame. Bill Mazeroski had a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning of the seventh game of the 1960 World Series that walked it off and beat the New York Yankees 10-9. And that is the single biggest moment in Pittsburgh sports history. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. If you think otherwise, you're absolutely wrong. If you think anything even competes with that moment, you're wrong. It was a single moment, a walk-off home run. It won a championship. No other moments in Pittsburgh sports history did that. There was no overtime goal to win a Stanley Cup. No sudden death touchdown to win a Super Bowl. Maz hit a home run that walked off a win in the World Series. And stack on top of that. It is probably the biggest upset in World Series history. The New York Yankees killed the Pirates in the three games they won. Like, one game was 16-3, one game was 10-0. And the Pirates edged out four wins. That home run made Mickey Mantle openly weep in the locker room. And then he probably got drunk like he always did. But that is the single biggest moment in Pittsburgh sports history. And if you think otherwise, you're absolutely wrong, 100% wrong. There's no debate. 
There's no debate. Oh, what about when Terry Bradshaw and Immaculate and Mario and no, no, no. Bill Mazeroski, numero uno. And I have trouble thinking that any moment in the future can top it. Uh, this segment brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Uh, I talked at the top of the show about what I would do to fix the Steelers. I want Mike Tomlin to just be the head coach. He doesn't get to be the GM and the defensive coordinator. Doesn't get final say in the draft. Doesn't get to hire his own staff. Make him the head coach, the head coach only. Duties get clearly defined and divided. That way you know who does what and who's doing a good job. Don't make Omar Khan the GM. He is now, but he shouldn't be. He's a bean conner. He's just there to provide cover for Tomlin to be a megalomaniac and be the real GM. No offense to Omar, but make Andy Weidel the GM. He did a good job with Philly's draft when he was the director of player personnel. And uh, go from there. Tomlin has too much on the plate. He has too much power. And it ain't working. It ain't working. No offense to Andy Weidel. I would have, well, I don't know. He'd probably be an okay GM. They, they did that search, but they never intended to hire anybody but Omar Khan all along. They didn't even do a job search for offensive coordinator. They just promoted Matt Canada from within. And as we've been discussing today and really all week, the in-house hire has proven to be a terrible enemy of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, make Andy Waddle the GM, but let him make the decisions that GM makes, not just acquiesce to whatever Tomlin's whims are, which is what's happening there. That absolutely 100% is what's happening there. Even Andy Waddle, I kind of have a half-assed complaint with his hiring, too. He's from Pittsburgh, and that weighed into the decision. It always does. Why do you need guys from Pittsburgh working for the Pittsburgh football team? If you could get a great GM and he lived on Mars, not Mars PA, but the planet, Hell, I'd hire him. So your thoughts on any or all of that? 412-333-WXDX. Trade Chase Claypool. That'll solve everything. 412-333-WXDX. Get your calls in. Talk about something. I'm bored. But I won't be tonight because it's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. I am live at Cambridge Suites, Pittsburgh, right next to BBG Paints Arena. It's the Mark Madden Show 105.9.